What's up, everybody? This is Keith from the Bronx Lounge. Thanking you for tuning in to today's episode as Cav and I break down all things Yankees baseball and have a great time. Check us out on all social platforms at the Bronx Lounge for daily Yankee content and to join the awesome community we hope to build. We hope you enjoy this episode just as much as we enjoy making it. And without further ado, sit back, relax, and let's talk some Yankees in the Bronx Lounge. I gotta hold down the city, city, New York, 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 New than the Yankees yeah. are in the White Sox. Uh, good morning, Keith. How are you? Uh, not good. Good morning, Kev. I'm not good. Uh, I'm pretty annoyed. I was really looking forward to just getting a good, nice series win and, like, maybe figuring it out. But they didn't. And it was, like, further from it. And problems just keep occurring that have been the exact same talking points the entire year. And it's, it was just one of those another one of those weekends and honestly I, I think that was kind of like the selling point for me that this team is just cooked and that they're just done because you can't lose that series you just can't yeah I mean you said it at the end of the last um podcast that this was this was the series that they needed to win uh, the, the White Sox are super dysfunctional they've been bad all year long you know people you know they have guys fighting on the field and they, they, they've been a horrible team all year long and this was this was a series that you needed to go in and take care of business and you had all of the you really had all of the assets to do that i mean you know you get a you you get a really good start from cole the, the ending number you know the ending stat line doesn't look great because you know canely couldn't help him out but you know you get a really good start with some length from cole you get another really good start from clark schmidt and, you know, Judge hits a home run. You get a couple of home runs in that second game. Loisega comes back and looks good. Like, there, there are pieces of this series that, you know, you could have looked at and, you know, said, okay, like, this is definitely a recipe for them to, you know, for them to win a couple of games here. And they just couldn't get it done. Um, and the problem continues to be offensively. You know, it's just the offense has just been putrid. I mean, you know, we could talk about Severino and, you know, we could talk about the back end of the, you know, bullpen and, you know, their struggles last night. But, I mean... The, the game one loss is the one that hurts me more because, you know, again, Cole goes out and the, the ending stat line, you know, is four earned runs, but, you know, through seven, it was, you know, it was two. And, you know, they can only put up one run on the on the McKinney sack fly. And, you know, you could see that, you know, they were trying to get length out of Cole. They were trying to get him to keep going. And he was pitching really well. And he just, he gave him a couple of hits. Canley couldn't come in and get it done. And now, you know, looking back, you know, Hindsight's obviously 2020, but Ian Hamilton makes the start in Game Three. So obviously, I, I'm, I'm guessing that they they kind of had an idea they were going to do that. So they tried to push Cole, you know, maybe a little bit further than normal. And just offensively, the, the fact that it feels like every time Garrett Cole goes out there, they don't put up any offense. And like Garrett Cole starts are supposed to be the games that like are that you win. They, you, those are the games that you're supposed to win. And, and you know, if they win those first two games and then, you know, we have the, you know, the opener with Severino and then, you know, and they lose the third game, it is what it is. You know, you, you take that and you move on. But, you know, for them to not put up any offense in game one with Cole on the mound again with another good Cole outing, 
I, I, I don't know what else to say. It feels like every time he goes out there, they just they don't score. They take the day off. Yeah, I'm doing a little bit of math right now. Uh, in that Garrett Cole game, they went one for twelve with runners in scoring position, and the entire the entire se- uh, series they went uh, three for twenty six with runners in scoring position. So with thirteen left on base in that game. Yes, they had thirteen left on, and they also had uh, thirteen left on for the game three as well. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know. I really don't know what to expect anymore. I don't know. I, I at this point, it's just if they somehow randomly turn the season around with momentum, then that's all I can. Then that's that's all I'm looking forward to. But any other than that, there's the expectations have dropped to very very little, and I'm kind of just getting mentally prepared for like next season and just seeing what goes on from there. Because and then I don't I don't know if you should just. If if it's because they still think they're in contention, but I don't. I think at this point you gotta rest judge for the rest of the year. I think it's just not even worth, not even worth, uh, you know, playing around with that injury. And because I mean the guy's clearly not 100. Um, you know, I wouldn't even just I wouldn't even just worry about that and try to push for the playoffs. I would just I would just let the guy just sit and just heal so that you can have a competent and you know, fully healthy guy ready to go for the next year. So I, I don't know. I, at this point, I'm kind of just get, aiming all my gears towards 2024. I mean, that's a great point you bring up because he did kind of leave in like a little bit of shadow that, you know, he might need surgery in the off season and, you know, hats off to judge, you know, for, you know, for coming back and, you know, trying to push through, obviously he's playing hurt. And, but like you I said, there's, there's nothing here for him. Like, you know, this team is not good enough for, you know, him to be, you know, out there, you know, risking, you know, re-injury or delaying, you know, a surgery, you know, for him to go out there because it's just not, there's, it's just not there. It's just, it's just not. So like if he, if, if surgery is something that is going to need to happen, I, I kind of agree. Why, why not just get it done now? So you can ensure, you know, that you can get him back on, you know, track and, you know, back on the rehab track as quickly as possible and, and gear up for next year. I, I totally agree, and I think it's a great point that you bring up because, I mean, you know, what is he delaying? If, if he does need surgery, what is he delaying it for at this point? I mean, there's there's nothing here. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. This team has looked the, almost the exact same since he's came back, so it's like... And he hasn't yeah. been great, and you know that he's playing hurt. And I know he yeah. had a home run in game, in game two, but, like, he hasn't looked great at the plate. It's been a little bit off for him, and you know he's playing hurt. You know, he, he's not running the base as well. You know, they're not playing in the outfield every day, and even when he is in the outfield, you, you could tell he's he's playing hurt. So I just, yeah. I, I agree. I, I if There's nothing here for him, and, um, you know, it's not like him coming back. Like you said, it's not like him coming back, you know, has jump-started this team in any way or... You know, they've started to play better baseball. And, you know, even if he, like, wasn't playing well, you know, if they were starting to play better baseball because he's back and, you know, maybe it rejuvenated them. Yeah, but, it's, it hasn't. it's such a weird situation. Such a weird situation, honestly. And, I mean, it kind of goes for the same with DJ because that's kind of how it started off with DJ. Like, they just, they were they didn't, they didn't get, sur- they didn't let DJ get surgery. And, you know, that's the situation we're in now where DJ can't, it's just not the same anymore. And I guess that'll kind of lead into our housekeeping a little bit. So DJ, uh, right before game three, got scratched from the lineup to uh, right calf tightness, uh, right calf strain. Um, not really sure what that is. That's the, same, that's the same thing that happened to Donaldson. He had a grade three strain, which was pretty much like a tear, and he was out for the year. And so a, a, a right calf strain for 
DJ. Hopefully that's not the same thing as a tear, but I don't know. Hopefully a um, hopefully just a quick injury. And if he's got to sit out the year, then I I think I'd just rather that than than him force anything back. I I, I don't know. I don't even know. I, even even just talking about injuries, man. Everything just bland, dull, boring, and and the season's just kind of in the wash for me now honestly I, this i don't know i'm really aggravated about how just how the series went down game three especially really pissed me off uh, i'm i don't know i really don't i don't know if you're just as mad as me but i'm pretty uh yeah i mean i i don't know if if i'm like angry i i, I am getting to the point where i'm a little drained like like because you can't watch this team with with like the hope or like even with the perspective that this team is 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 any good like you can't you can't watch these players like John, John Boy talked about this and I agree like IKF with the huge you know two run double in in, in game two and it's like well, IKF's not going to be here next year so like it doesn't matter like we're not playing for this year this team isn't good enough this year so like that two run double doesn't do anything for us. You know, Bader might not be here next year, so Bader hitting the home run, like, okay, like, that doesn't do anything for us. Like, I'd almost, I'd almost, like, rather see Peraza and Everson Pereira and, like, the guys that, you know, if they, you know, if they come up and they, and they have some good moments, you can look at that and be like, okay, well, this is, this, this, you, this is bearing, you know, hopefully some of the future for the Yankees, but, like, a lot of the guys that we see right now, they aren't, and, so like I, I'm I, like I want to watch for I want to watch like for next year like I kind of want to like look ahead like kind of like you know what you're talking about, but you can't because the guys that are trotting out there are not part of that plan, you know like they're just not so like I I'd almost rather I'd almost rather them just shut down DJ and shut down Judge and bring up some kids. Which by the way that left field ever since prayer is the reason why we didn't get we did not get a left fielder at the deadline. Yeah, so 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 we need to see him at some point, you know. Like well, they, yeah, they they said at some point, but dude, then why the why would you not just call him up now? What what you need to give him like three more games? I mean, <laughs> your offense needs him. If he's gonna produce offensively, the offense needs him more than ever because in game one, Dylan Cease walks seven batters, but only gives up one hit, and they don't score. They they know he got he no hit them till like the sixth inning or the yeah. fifth or sixth inning. I mean, how how often do you hear a starting pitcher walk seven guys in an outing and not give up a run? He walked seven guys. This fucking sucks, dude. I mean, but you only get one hit off of him, and because his offense sucks more. Yeah, and it's and just, like it's a reoccurring theme. And, like, they keep pushing the narrative of, like, you hear Boone say all the time in his press conferences, like, it's right in front of us, you know, we have it all here. And if you watch the Garrett Cole post game after game one, oh, man. you see the, you just see the deflation in, in his in his face and in his eyes, and he, he says it's right in front of us, but, you but like, when you hear him say it, and, like, you could, like, you know, like, he, he's not buying it, and... Like, like, you know, like, you could see that they're all, like, they're all trying to stick to the script, you know, that the Yankees have been pushing all year long, but it's, 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 it's starting to run on deaf ears because they just continue to not play good baseball. At some point, like, at some point you need to turn it on for people to start believing this, including the players. Like, how many times, Garrett Cole is right now on track to win AL Cy Young. 
how many times can Garrett Cole go out there, pitch his ass off, have really good outings, and lose because the offense does nothing? Like, how many how many times as a player can you do that and not get deflated? How can you blame him? Garrett Cole's the only, I mean, the only guy that all year long has has been there and has been consistently good. So, like, it's it's got to be def- deflating for these players. Like, they have to be sick of this narrative, too. Like, it, it can't just be us, you know, that's sick of hearing, you know, the boom bullshit. Like, and and, and, he, and he gets thrown out in game one on a, on a strike to Anthony Volpe. And, and, and Laz Diaz, the umpire, was bad in that, in that game. He was, he, was, he was brutal. But, like... The whole the whole shenanigans that Boone did, like everybody loves the savages in the box, and like you know it's it's it's, it's fun it's fun when you're winning, like when 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 you're losing, and Boone continues to go out there, like it's it, it starts to fall on deaf ears. How many times has Aaron Boone gotten thrown out this year? I feel like it's every week, like every week he's getting thrown out. He's you know he he's he's lightened it up a little bit the last couple of months, but early in the year it felt like every other day. And like, like how many how many times do do we have to sit sit there and and watch Boone freak out on an umpire because his team doesn't produce, you know? Like it, it's it's gonna it it's gotta fall on deaf ears. Like me and you, you know, we're talking right now. We're sick of hearing this crap. Like we're we're sick of we're sick of watching it. Like how do you think like they have to feel the same way? Like and that that press con- that that when watching Cole speak like that, you know that that, that hit me because like that's how I feel. And you know to see that Cole feels that way, that's that's concerning because he's definitely not the only guy in that clubhouse who you know is feeling that way. And like when when you you know if that's what the clubhouse is right now, then we're exactly what the Chicago White Sox are. I think Garrett Cole has been since twenty like since we signed him like the only one aside from Judge, the only one who's showed up consistently every single year. And I think it's like at this point he's just tired of the fact that. Like, he probably even knows that they're just wasting away the greatest years of this guy's fucking career. And, you know, he's sitting out there throwing a, throwing two earned runs a game, and then and then just, you know, Jake Bowers comes up, goes 0 for 5 in the game, and that's how we have to deal with it. I mean, like, yeah, he, he's just, he's probably like all of us, just fucking fed up with it at this point. And, you know, it's funny, I heard that a lot of players are not Cashman guys. I mean, how could you be? Like, Garrett, Garrett Cole signed here to win. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I think aside from the money they they that the guy throws at some people, I, I nobody likes Cashman. Like you know, Garrett Cole come comes to the New York Yankees with 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 the anticipation that they're going to be a in juggernaut. it every year, in it every year. Like why why did Aaron Judge stay? He didn't yeah. stay because of the money because San Diego offered him more money. He stayed because the Yankees have this cachet that they win and. You look out in left field, and it's Isaiah Connor Falefa, yeah, and yeah. you, you know, you look at first base, and it's Jake Bowers, and your catcher is Ben Rortvet. You know, like your center fielder, you know, some days is Billy McKinney. Mm-hmm. Like, like, how how can people be Cashman guys when when you see that? You know, like you come, like it's got to be deflating. You, could, you Garrett Cole came here to win. Garrett Cole could have gotten that money anywhere. I mean, Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole was the prized possession of that of that free agency. He could have gotten that money anywhere. Not only that, but they also hate the fact that Cashman just releases everything. Like he always has. Like remember the Judge thing last year with the contracts? Like, oh my god, dude! After that, I honestly thought that was like going to be the deciding factor whether or not Judge was going to return because, like, the trust. Because D- Jeter hated him, Bernie hated him, Mo did not like him. Like, dude, no, it was not. A... 
Not a lot of favorite uh, favorite or not a lot of Yankees that uh favorited Cashman, that's for sure. And I mean we're not we're certainly not fans of the guy, but I guess let's get into these games. This one this is just whatever. Um yeah, so the scoring just sucks. Twelve uh, one for twelve with runners in scoring position this game. Um you had bases loaded like fucking eight times it felt like, but and I mean, they did have that one ball that Andrew Vaughn made the diving stop on. That would have scored, yeah, at least two, maybe three. Yeah, but, and that, that other, yeah, other than that, crushing hearts. That I mean, literally nothing else. Um, I guess Volpe's having a solid month, and you know, Glaber's kind of doing his thing still. But you know, I will say though, I I know you brought it up before. I will say, Judge for not doing as well when coming off the aisle. He did have a pretty pretty good weekend, or a pretty good series. He did he did string along a few hits, but other than that, I mean, base running was still garbage, everything. I don't know, yeah, like like your your favorite line, another blown Garrett Cole star. Tommy, Tommy did not do great. Tommy's been getting pissed off, throwing shit around in the dugout lately. Um, yeah, I don't, really, I don't really know what else to talk about this game. I mean, there there isn't anything because the offense doesn't do anything. Like again, you get Cole, you know, he goes out there, he gives the, he gives up the two run homer, and again, like we talked about this in his last start, you know, Volpe, you know, bailed him out with you know the two run homer to tie the game in that start. But I I said when when he gave up that two run homer early, I, I thought that was it, and and it and that was it in this one. You know, it yeah. was that it was the Vaughn two run homer, and offensively they just they don't put up a fight at all. They just they had three times with the bases loaded, and the only thing they had was a sack fly. That was the only run they scored. They had one one time they had bases loaded, nobody out. They had two Volpe and Rortvet popped it up to like shallow left field on Andrew Benintendi. If that was like eight, like just like ten feet back, you're like you can run on Benintendi. The guy doesn't have an arm, but like dude, like at this point, it's like how frustrating is that to us and to like that, like dude. Do they not freak the fuck out when you have bases loaded and you like a ball in the air gets you a run, but it's that type of like you're gonna, you're popping up the shortstop pretty much. Like how like dude, this is what we've come to to the point where we just can't even we can't even can't break out. We just can't. How are you gonna sit here and say we it's right in front of us? We need more runway. The guys need to get on their horse. Like the guys need to get going when they they just can't. They just can't. Stanton can't come through with bases loaded. Higashioka certainly isn't going to come through with bases loaded. Volpe sometimes. Volpe, Volpe couldn't. Bader can't. How, like, guys can't. Like, nobody's doing a job. Nobody did a job this entire weekend. And that's what, we've been, that's what we've been thrown at our faces, like, 25 different times this year. So, guys need to get going. Because they don't have guys that have good at-bats. I mean, like, Stanton doesn't have good at-bats. He just no. doesn't. Bader doesn't have good at-bats. Volpe, you know, he's a young player, so he doesn't have good at-bats. Volpe's at-bats are not good. Did you like, also notice they take the first pitch, like, every time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, which is uh, you know, a lot of the time the best pitch you're going to see. Yeah, it's, yeah, a get okay. me over, it's a get-me-over strike to start the count. Like, But, like, th- these guys, they just they don't have good at-bats. It's, and and that's, that's the biggest problem offensively because they do get, you know, they do get some guys on. You know, you, you walk seven times against Dylan Cease. You know, that's guys on. You said, you said three times they had the bases loaded in this game. Like, but they, but when you don't have good at bats, like that's that's where the runner, you know, the, the the hitting with runners in scoring position comes into play because 
they're going up there, you know, they're swinging as hard as they can for the fences at bad pitches, striking out, popping up, and you're not moving, you know, you're not moving anybody anywhere. And they just, the, the, the roster construction is just awful because they have way too many guys in this lineup that are all or nothing hitters. We, and we, again, that, that's such a tired narrative. Like, you know, we've been talking about that for years, but I mean, it's the truth because, you know, like, okay, Andrew Benintendi, you look at his numbers this year, they're, they're not good. He's not had a very good year. But he's a professional hitter who's going to have good at-bats. Yeah, he, he, he had a nice sack fly in this series. You know, just, just being in those situations. Hitter. Yeah, and like, like if you think about like Bader, like Bader's not going up there, you know, situationally hitting. Bader's going up there, you know, taking that big, taking that big swing on the on on the breaking pitch early in the count, flipping the bat. There's just there's just way too many guys in this lineup that don't have good enough at bats, and it's it's hard to string together big innings when guys don't do that. Like and like, there's a lot of that in baseball now, but there's just way too much of it on the Yankees, and there's not enough professional at bats. And when Judge isn't you know hitting as well you know as he was last year it's hard to cover that up because he's really the only guy that consistently has good at bats. I, I mean, I, you know, obviously Rizzo has been bad this year too. And like, there's nobody in this lineup that consistently puts together good at bats, even if, you know, the numbers aren't there. And I, I guess Glaber, I guess, I guess, yeah. you know, but like, that's not enough. You can have one guy in your lineup who, you know, has consistently solid enough at bats to, you know, at least, you know, be productive and, it just, it just, it doesn't work. It, when you have too many of those guys, it doesn't work. Not everybody can, you know, you can't get by with Giancarlo Stanton hitting a home run every 15 at-bats, but the but all the rest of his at-bats are crap. Like, you can't get away with that when it's everybody in your lineup. When it's a couple of guys, fine. But you just can't do it when it's everybody. I think this team has a big problem of, like, an ego. Like, an ego problem, probably. I feel like that's... Uh, like, I feel like they're just like, ah, we're the Yankees. Like, we're the powerhouse. You know, everyone knows who we are. Like, every time they hit a home run, they're going to obviously bat flip. But it's like, they, like, Stan does that after a 0 for 28 strikeout skid. <laughs> You'll just, you know, throw one to the fucking dugout after he hits one. And that's just kind of how the entire team is. They're kind of just all egos, ego boosted. All right, game two. This was the only only good game, I guess, but... No game, no game feels good to me. Uh, Clarky is doing very, very good, and I like it. Again, we keep talking about Clark. Every single time, he, every single time he starts, there, you know, it's good now. Uh, he, he's now gone 14 straight without allowing uh, more than three earned runs, and he's pitched at least five innings in all but one of those outings, which was 4.2 in Boston. So he's he's been solid enough he's been as good as you can ask from from a back end of the rotation guy he, he he's again five innings two or three earned and he's gonna keep you in the game the cutter we we killed him for the cutter early in the year the cutter was really good in this game he seems to be using it a lot more effectively now you know you know up in the zone putting it in better spots Clark's been a bright spot this year. I mean, it, it, you know, we had to wait a little bit to say that because 
the start was really bad and you needed to see some consistency, but we've seen it now. And, you know, if, if, if this season is a wash, one thing that can come out of it that is positive is, you know, Clark Schmidt is, is a guy that you could put at the back end of that rotation and gets, you know, get some consistency out of him. He, you know, he kind of reminds me of what Jordan Montgomery was for us. You know, Jordan Montgomery was always like five innings, two or three. And like we, and everybody loved Jordan Montgomery because he was consistent. You knew what you were going to get. And every time he pitched, you knew you were going to be in the game. And like, that's what Clark's been since that really bad start. And he's, he's been a bright spot of this team. He really has. I mean, like, like I think Cole and Clark, if you take them out of the rotation, I think the, the other rotation guys have, uh, near on the in the sixes on the year, and a lot of that is Luis Severino. But I mean, like Clark's been the second guy after Garrett Cole. I mean, he really has, and it's it's honestly it, it's good to see because you know we know we know that Clark was you know kind of shoved you know and thrown away in the bullpen a lot at the beginning, and he didn't really didn't really look like they were going to give him much of a chance to be a starter, even though he was a starter. They gave him a chance. They stuck with him, and I mean, again. I, I, I'll admit it. I was calling for him early in the year. I was like, we can't do, we can't, we can't continue to see this. But they stuck with him, and he's figured it out, and he's been really, really solid. Yeah, uh, offense kind of finally comes through this game. Clark, seven strikeouts. I think he's just gonna keep getting better as the year goes on. Um, so I mean, even, even games like this, even if it's against the White Sox or not, it's just, it's just these confident, the confidence that you need in them. Um, to get going. We also saw the return of Jonathan Loisaga. That was uh, awesome to see. Um, he did good, too. I mean, yeah, he, he, looked good. His, he only had his one inning, but picked up a strikeout nonetheless and did his thing. Michael King's also been fairly good, <laughs> to say the least, in a, in a nice little pass stretch. Um, so that's cool. So yeah, the, the pitching pitching did really good this game, and the offense was able to go come through when it needed to at some points, I guess. Um, Judge and Higgy they connect on a couple homers. Uh, IKF had the big bases clearing double. And that's pretty much it. Um, still even scoring seven runs, they go, they leave 10 on base and go two for seven with runners on. So that's, um, it's pretty much the big highlight of this weekend was how bad the, these guys can't cash in. And I don't really know what to expect anymore. However, I did see that the lineup was pretty much the exact same every single weekend or every single series. I keep saying weekend, and I don't know why I keep saying that. But, like, we always saw McKinney at the five hole and IKF and Bader 6-7. Like, that was actually, yeah, this was legit the exact same lineup they had almost every single game. They had Bowers leading off with Torres at three. Yeah. So I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's just Boone's thing. I don't know if he loves Bowers at the leadoff spot now, but. I mean, I mean, he's been good enough. His at bats have been solid enough, and you know, I, I've in the past called for a little bit more consistency in the lineup and in, in how they, you know, and how they trot it out there every day. So, I mean, I guess I can't, you know, be upset about that because <laughs> I, I have been. Aside, the other yeah, aside from him getting robbed from Vaughn, Bowers just doesn't seem like the guy to me to get that big hit sometimes, though. Yeah, I mean, well, he is what he is, you know. Like, yeah. there, there, there's not a reason... that I have, yeah, not that I have high expectations from yeah. Jake Bowers, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, you're right. The, the they do they they hit some home runs and they get enough done. But it, it was it was Clark Schmidt in the bullpen that 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 really handled it. And then once again, I'm just like, I'm just excited for the wise again. Not gonna lie. Yeah, no, he looked good, and it was definitely good to see him out there. Um, 
obviously they're going to ease him in slowly. So, you know, it's, we're not fully kicked into gear yet with him, but you know, he'll probably get a couple more, you know, lower leverage appearances and, um, you know, start to ease him in and hopefully he, you know, looks good and feels good. And by the end of the year, you know, or, you know, we have the Jonathan Lewiska that we know. And then once again, dude, it doesn't matter who they put in front of them, what they do. Two innings pitched, four earned runs for Luis Severino, and the Yankees lose 9-2 to the White Sox to lose the series in Chicago. Yep, here comes where this is where the, the biggest part of the podcast comes in. Uh, he sucks. I, I, don't, I don't really know what else to say. Um, I'm kind of done with it now. This is now, like, the seventh consecutive start where he's just been brutally bad. Um, I, uh, what do you what do you even expect him? Dude, he, we were supposed to be lined up to start at Hamilton, and Severino did not like it and had to open his mouth, and pretty much was one of the reasons why he kind of really got an, an appearance. But like, what do we even what do we what do you expect with the fucking guy? Like, at this point, I just get rid of him. Get rid of him. Like he's useless. He knows he's useless. Like he he said he's the worst in the game right now, and yeah, he is. Like. What do we do? I mean, Hamilton comes in the first inning, 10 pitches, quick inning. Severino comes in and right away. That made no sense to me. That made no sense. Right away. I mean, What I, is the point? I mean, I get it. I get an opener, but what's the point? Just. I guess they're just trying to switch things up, and honestly, I don't hate it. Because, I mean, it's just like, again, like we keep saying, you know, how, how can they just continue to keep doing what they're doing when it's obviously not working? And I guess with the injuries and stuff, they have to keep they have to they have to try to work him out. So like, you know, I don't even hate the opener for him, but it's just like <laughs> nothing changes with him. Like they go with the opener. Hamilton gets through the top of the order in the first inning, lets him ease into the second inning, and just right away, it's just it's just back to crap. So it's it's yeah, like you're it, giving a you're gonna base this to Yoan Moncada and fucking Yasmani Grandal. Like what do we like? What is this? Twenty nineteen. I mean, I had never heard of Oscar Colas. <laughs> like, but yeah. I have now because he hit Luis Severino. But again, doesn't everybody. Like, it's just, it. it's getting, it, it really is at the point now where, like, I just, I've completely lost all confidence in him. Like, I, like for the longest time, you know, it's Luis Severino. Like, he's going to figure it out. He'll turn it around, you know. I, I, I don't think I'm there anymore. Like, I, I think I, I think I've completely lost hope in him to figure it out this year. I think this is going to be a lost year for him. And um, Do they have him extended? No. He's a free agent. So he, All right, so he's done after this year. All right, then I don't think that they – I don't think they even – I don't even think they flirt with that at they the can. end of the year. They um, can. And I'm going to be – I don't – I don't really think they're going to flirt with a lot of people. Hopefully not, at least. I think everyone that I think everyone that's gone is should be gone. I think, I think you just let them go, which sucks. Cause those are the guy that they were gonna give up at the deadline. But what are you gonna do? You sound deflated, man. What are you? What's going on? I mean, I, I've been waiting. Like I've been, I, I'm not, I'm not even mad anymore. It's it's deflating to watch to watch this team just because it's just. I just see so many, like, so many organizational and, like, theoretical problems, like, with the way that the organization handles himself. And it's like, when I look at those problems and, like, I, I, I analyze them, like, I don't see this getting better. Like, 
until they change their ways. Like even going into like next year, like they might play better, they might have different guys, but they're you know it's it's always going to be the same song and dance. Like the way that they run the organization to me is is flawed and like getting new players or dishing out the ones that don't play well like that's not fully going to change those things and i don't know like you see you see the angels and obviously the angels are you know it's really blowing up in their face right now what they did at the deadline but like but they went for it so like you know they they decided that you know they were going to keep shohei and you have to kind of like commend them for that like you know they went out and obviously it hasn't worked but like they went out and you know they made moves necessary to put themselves in a better position we did nothing we did did nothing nothing. so like how how can anybody expect like this team to turn it around because they didn't do anything keenan middleton is is nothing that doesn't that doesn't do anything for you so like it just people people are like mad and like outraged but like i like you have to, you had to have seen this coming like judge is hurt he's not playing well he's playing through injury rizzo's injured and he's been awful stan's numbers are bad other than the home runs he can't run he's inconsistent bader's numbers are getting into like bad territory bader's yeah. been not good this year no. on, on the whole dj lemayhew has been a huge disappointment all year long i mean those are the top five guys in your lineup right there. Like, Volpe. I mean, he's young. You let him work through it. But, like, theoretically, you let him work through it on a good team so it doesn't matter. It matters because it, it blends in. Like, this team is just... It's just the fact that there's just legit nobody. that there, Like, there's just legit nobody on the... Uh, more on the offensive side that's just giving us any hope. Like, like... Judge was the guy this like if Judge was the guy this year, and then when he got hurt, we were all like, "Fuck, this is it!" Like we have to see what happens now, and that's exactly that's exactly what we like signed up for, and I've, that's just exactly what the Yankees signed up for. You know, Judge got hurt, and then they were like, "All right, well, our plan was to see what how Judge could do again this year," and that's what we get left with now. And there, yeah, there's nobody that we can be like, "All right, well, at least there's Stan having a good year." No. He's having like an all-time worse, you know. Everyone still thinks Bader's still in his little stretch where he had a couple like huge home runs from two months ago, and people still think that's going on. But it's 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 not newsflash. Bader Bader's at bats are awful. No, they're bad. They're bad. If it wasn't for his defense, he'd be literally useless. Yeah, he's he's a great defender, and he's had some and he's had some big hits like in big moments. But like his his at bats are awful. Like he's. Again, we talked about this already, but like he is what he is. He, he he is what he was with St. Louis. Like everybody just doesn't think it, but yeah, he is what he is. And like even I, I almost feel like it wouldn't even like nothing would change even if Judge was you know came back and was hot because like why pitch to him if you're an opponent right now? You can pitch to the other eight guys that can't do shit. So like why would you even pitch to him? Like I, I feel like it w- it wouldn't even be moving the needle if he was hitting you know super super well right now. I just I think there's just way too way too many flaws and (laughs) it's just it's it it sucks watching this every day because i i just feel like there's just no direction either like you know if they if they sold a couple pieces and they said we're gonna we're gonna look at the young guys we're gonna gear up for next year kind of like the mets did i can get behind that you know see what we have in some of the young guys get ready for next year you know but to just continue to trot this out every day and you know 
have to listen to the to the arrogant confidence and the you know it's right in front of us and it's 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 starting to fall on deaf ears for me to be honest. I think it's also hitting the I think it's also hitting the uh, the booth as well because K K sounds pretty pissed. K's if, if you watch the Michael K show, dude, he goes off now. I like it. I'm a big fan of the guys who have the closer voices to the front office. I like when they go off. Yeah, he's he's definitely not he's definitely not afraid to to say to say his piece, especially on Is his show. I, 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 like I feel like he holds back a lot. Well, I mean, he does work for the Yankees, so he's yeah. I mean, on the broadcast. He has to. I mean, look right. at look at what look at what just happened with the Orioles broadcaster. He just got suspended because he was too rough on him. Because he talked about a talked about a historically bad series like record. Like I don't understand. That was hysterical to me. That they, that's that makes no sense. But yeah, anyway, keep going. In a, in a in a year where everything in Baltimore has been so good and such a good story, it it uh, that's 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 a bad piece to it. Like that, that puts a little bit of a stain on, I mean, I, I, I don't hate the, Orioles. I mean, the, the Orioles have been one of the best stores in baseball this year. They've been, they've been great. And you know, they're fun and they're young. It's a complete stain, but yeah, I, I don't really, I don't have anything else to say, Keith. I, you know, we're, we're going to keep watching. I love this team, you know, more than anything. And it's, it's not going to get me to stop watching, but it, it doesn't mean that, I uh, I'm enjoying. But I want it right to now. stop watching. I want to stop watching. Doesn't mean I'm enjoying it right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. At least, uh, hey, at least uh, our trade trade deadline acquisition has not been has not been bad. Yeah, I mean, you know, Nestor came over from from the Milwaukee Brewers, and f- f- for yeah. any big case, phew. yeah, yeah, that's stupid true. fucks. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I think that's kind of it. Um, I, I don't know. We're just deflated. Michael Lorenzen threw a no hitter. You see that? He did. He did. Could have traded for him. You could have traded for anybody, but you didn't. But you did not. No. Check us out on all things social media at the Bronx Lounge. We will be back with you guys after the after the Atlanta Braves series. <laughs> that's a sweep. <laughs> Oh man, in, in Atlanta. Uh, actually, no. I'm sorry. I lied to you completely. We're in. Uh, we're in Miami, and then we're in Atlanta. So, um, so we'll be back with you guys uh, on Monday after the uh, Miami series. Uh, they don't have a starter set up for tomorrow. Today's Thursday, so they play Friday. They don't have a starter set up for that. Yeah. Um, so I wonder what that's gonna. What is? What's going on with that? Um, I don't know. They might. So I, I mean, I think Nestor's lined up, so maybe. No, nah, he's not. No, he's lined up for the next day. Oh, um, then I don't know. I don't oh, know. that was Carlos Rodon. 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 That's why. Yeah, yeah, that's why. All right, so there's. Oh, dude, what are they gonna do about that? I don't know, but they're now five and a half back in the wild card. Boston has now jumped them, and they are in last place in the AL East. Uh, so Seattle and Boston ahead of them now. So once again, I, mean, I, I think that kind of solidifies it. Getting there. We're getting close. Five and a half is not three and a half. Hey, it's right in front of us. Right in front of us. It's right in front of us. Check us out on all things socials at the Bronx Lounge. We'll be back with you on Monday. Cav, let's freaking go Yanks. <laughs>